welcome to the Reformed Dissenters. Thank you so much for listening or watching us today. Uh, my name is Bruce Johnson, and I am here in South Dakota with Joseph Lassiter. Hello. And Jacob Johnson is joining us back in Pennsylvania. Hello. <laughs> And uh, don't forget, you can follow us on all of the platforms that we are on uh, by going to trdshow.net, and that's where you'll find a list of links to all of the various and many platforms that we are on. And I would highly encourage you to follow us on our pro-First Amendment, pro-free speech platforms such as Rumble, Gab TV, and Odyssey. And as always, don't forget to like our Gab page if you haven't done so already. If you have questions, suggestions, hopes, dreams, aspirations, things you want to share with us, um, <laughs> feel free to send us an email uh, at trdshow at protonmail.com. Again, that's trdshow at protonmail.com. And that's where you can send us anything you'd like to share with us. We'd love to hear from you. If you've found articles that you think are interesting, any pieces of data you'd like to share with us, please share it there. Um, again, if you are interested in hearing us do deep dives into some of the current events we'll be talking about on the show, you can, uh, you're can you going to have to follow us on our pro-First Amendment platforms, Gab, Rumble, um, Odyssey, all of those platforms to get those deep dives. Okay, as a reminder, the theme uh, this month, theme of the month, is discovering and using our God-given gifts. And so we are trying to tie a lot of what we talk about on the show, tying that back into that overarching theme this month of September. Um, bit of a breakdown for the show, what we're going to be talking about today. Obviously, we're going to kick it off with the current events of this week. And it was an eventful week, as always. So we have a lot to break down. And um, I think we're going in a lot of different directions. We've Sometimes previous shows will have a unified direction. We're all kind of going on the same vein. But this week, we are all in very different directions. And I myself have, like, totally different topics that even just myself will be talking about. So <laughs> um, so there's a lot to, to break down there. Um, after we talk about the current events of this week, we're going to be talking about the literature of the month. And the literature this month, as a reminder, is... Finding a Job You Can Love by Ralph Matson, and that's the book I have over here, and I think Jake's got that on his bookcase there, so um, that's our, yep. <laughs> so, uh, yes, so we're going to be talking about the book by Ralph Matson, Finding a Job You Can Love, and talking about um, how that ties into our theme. But before we get to any of that stuff um, today, we have to talk about the verse of the week. And this week, our verse is Romans 12, verses 4 to 8. So this is a bit of a bigger verse. Um, I think the biggest verse we've done so far, actually. But um, this one's it was really hard to, to break it up into a little bit of a smaller verse. So I figured, you know what, this whole... Um, these all four verses here are, are, are really, really good and helpful. So um, they tie in so nicely to our theme. So I figured I would just do them all, all four verses. So again, this is Romans 12, verses 4 to 8. And it says, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. 
If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So um, I think tying this back into our theme is just all the different gifts that God has given to us. Um, and we should use them all for God's glory. And we're going to be talking a lot about that um, when we start talking about the book or the uh, the literature of the month. But um, we're all part of the body of Christ, right? And so we should be looking to use whatever gifts we've been given, whatever, whatever circumstances we're in. I think, Joe, you're going to be touching on that a little bit, the certain circumstances, like how, how Ralph, uh, Ralph Matson phrases it. Um, Indeed. Wherever we are and whatever gifts we've been given, we should be using them to the glory of God and, and generously um, doing it diligently, doing it um, cheerfully. Um, it should be something that we find fulfillment in that God has given to us and it's not something we should, it's just not something we drudge through just because that's the mo- going through the motions of life. So, all right. With that said, let's move on to our current events breakdown, current events segment of the week. And Jake, as always, do you want to kick it off? Alrighty. So, um, I have three different articles this week. I couldn't choose between three. <laughs> it's so, hard sometimes, um, right? I'm going to do, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to do all three. And like we've been doing, I'm going to go one at a time and go through it. I'm just going to say the headline, and Bruce and Joe are going to give their own opinions. Cool. So first article here is Pennsylvania GOP authorized subpoenas in election probe. Sweet. That is very, very exciting. Um, Joe? Go ahead. All right. <laughs> um, so do, do you know what those subpoenas will actually lead to or what the end result of that will be? Or is there any immediate court action taken? Um, all I know is that it's an audit going on that's much like the Arizona audit. Nice. So okay. it is it, almost exactly what the Arizona audit is. So Very cool. Nice. Well, that is so exciting to hear. Um, so we'll have Arizona. We'll have Pennsylvania. I've heard Brian Kemp in Georgia, um, while not being historically a terrific governor, um, <laughs> to say the least, um, I've heard he's also looking to do some form of an audit um, in Georgia. So that's exciting. And um, I'm pretty sure there were one or two other states that I'm just not remembering off the top of my head. But uh I hope that this snowballs and I don't know what the immediate, you know, reaction and what this is, you know, the immediate impact is going to be on the election itself and whether it's actually going to reverse anything. Um, Maybe that's just wishful thinking, but um, we shall see what this turns into. I I just got to thinking the only thing, only comment I have is if this audit really does happen, if a lot more states get involved, what does that how does that help? What does that affect? Mm, yep. Is that really going to impact us at all, or is it yeah. not? I mean, I think I could see this having multiple different impacts. Um, I don't know what it looks like on the will Joe Biden finally be recognized as a fraud and you know people will finally realize he's not really president and Trump will be brought back in to office. I doubt that's going to happen. Um, that would be 
fantastic, but I doubt that's going to happen. Um, but I think it is going to bolster uh, election laws and, and election integrity bills, just like we saw in Texas, actually, a few weeks ago. Um, and so that was that was really cool to see that happen. So, yeah, I, I think the impact is going to be more moving forward and it's going to be more along the lines of, well, hopefully next time we will actually be represented and they will have a much, much harder time stealing this thing than they did this time. Well, my comments on this are a little bit different. And oh, dear. Yeah, so they actually may be a little controversial and y'all might not like what I have to say. But I, uh, we should stop auditing 2020. Whoa. All right. Why is that? We, we, we need to move on and protect upcoming elections. We, all right, we, we know as Republicans that this, this was stolen. All right. And right. we've kind of proven that with some of the audits that have gone on before. Yeah. So why, why should we not go forward and focus on trying to make sure that the other elections are secure? Why waste our time trying to see, oh, if we had or hadn't won or lost the 2020 election, why, why, why are we still stuck in, in that and not trying to move forward and not trying to actually protect upcoming elections? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I hear you. And I think I definitely agree, especially if it doesn't lead to action. Um, so an audit happens, say in Arizona, for instance, and there's no action that, uh, you know, accompanies that audit. Um, it was just kind of useless, right? That's kind of what I was trying to get yeah. is, is the yeah. audit actually going to be a starting a fire or putting a fire right. out? Right. But, um, and some, some people have, have said that they, they want to know, so then we can go forward, but who who are we going to convince here? Who who do we need mm. to convince here? The yeah. the left isn't going to hear any of this. Even right. if we do find out that there actually was fraud, you know that the CNN and the all those other liberal news medias are not going to actually be talking about this because yeah. they don't want us to know this. That's so true. who are we trying to convince? I do believe the majority of Republicans, if not all of the Republicans, know that this was fraud and bad. Yep, and it didn't go right, and so. Why not go forward trying to secure it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's possible, like what Texas did, they didn't really, I don't think they did an audit, but they did create an election integrity bill. Um, so it is possible yeah. without an audit to then produce a bill like that that actually put in place a lot and, and shored up areas where there was potential fraud. Um, and is, that was encouraging. Is that bill? Yeah. And actually working that you've seen bruce at all um i don't know if there's been a, a recent election um where that's actually become uh where that's come into play okay but um as soon as i'm, I'm i don't know if we're going to see even any different results but this does prevent things from happening in the future and it's good to it's also good i think for texas to set that example because now it's something that other states can look at and can be like oh cool thanks for you know showing us areas we didn't even think about let's uh let's do that ourselves you know let's shore those areas up as well you wanted to say something jake uh no i was gonna move on to the next uh next topic oh okay cool but, Go for it. so that just like 
give your final remarks as to what what you think of this. Indeed. If, if you have any. Joe? Nope. I'm good. No. Cool. Yeah, all I right. think I've said uh, all, right, so, all that I'm feeling right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I kind of figured that would be a little bit controversial, but once I gave my point, you guys would kind of understand it. Yeah. But um, so moving on to the next one is and this okay, understand this is from a liberal perspective. This is the Guardian, which is mm. a highly left, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, liberal thing. But um, the the article headline is Republicans overplayed their hand in California, and Democrats are laughing. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, um, I'm kind of curious as to what they mean by overplayed. Like, I read that headline and I was like, what do they mean we, I mean, not that I'm Republican, Republican, but um, generally, what do they mean by we overplayed our hand? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> well, I think, and they actually say this in the article, but it was... Uh, Trump went out to California claiming that there was going to be fraud in this election and everybody was up in arms about Larry Elder winning and everybody wanted this and thought that we were going to recall uh, Newsom. So for us, it kind of was an upset, but for them to be as crazy as they have been because there's there has been multiple articles on this uh, hmm. saying that, haha, we, we got you conservatives, haha, uh -huh. you thought you would win. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like childish of them yeah. to do what they did. Yes, but, that's true. Yeah. 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 Joe? All right. Um, oh, did you want to give uh, remarks on uh, what Jake was just mentioning? No, I no? think I'm good. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Jake, did you want to share your final uh, thoughts on that? or? Yeah. So this is basically in connection with my past article and what I said before is, um, is that if we don't protect the elections and we don't try to instill laws that will help upcoming elections, yep. uh, this, this is what can happen. I, I actually do believe that there was fraud. Now, then again, maybe if some might say that California has always gone Democrat. So right. why, why do you think it would go Republican now? I, I do believe there are people who have kind of woken up in California and hmm. also with a lot of a lot of people yeah. leaving California. Who knows how many uh, Democrats left? But um, but yeah, I want to look at here the battle between Bruce Jenner and Larry Elder. Hmm. And it is so surprising to me that Larry Elder actually won convincingly against uh, Bruce Jenner. Nice. So the, it, it's very, I heard very there were only 50-some thousand votes for Bruce Jenner um, hmm. and, and far, far more for Larry Elder. But, um, yeah, Steve Dace was talking about on his show last week, I think he was just like, shame on you. You are the problem here. If you voted for that man in a dress, you mm. are the problem. 
Yeah. And it was it was like wow. He said fifty thousand Californians voted for yeah. Bruce Jenner. I could I couldn't even believe it. Yeah, but and then and then taking into account that Larry Elder is a very strong conservative, uh, and quite amazing for our side. And it would have been really really cool oh. if he actually won. Yeah. yeah. But so cool. Uh, I still think, and I'm kind of skeptical as like, all right, if he's able to win so convincingly over Bruce Jenner, what what happened in the actual elections mm. between, or what happened between uh, Newsom and Larry Elder? What 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 yeah. went on there? Yeah. So, and I, I, not to say that I totally believe that there was fraud, but it is a little skeptical. Yeah. And especially with what we've seen in the past year from all the fraud <laughs> right. that has been – that went on. Right. So, so it's definitely possible. Totally. So. Yep. All right. And moving on to my third uh, and final topic and third and final uh, article is Moderna analysis. Those vaccinated last year – are twice more likely to get COVID-19 than those who have gotten the jab recently. Wow. So those who got vaccinated in the beginning is more likely to get COVID than if they're getting it more recent? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I, that means, at least what I get from that, is it's wearing off. Mm -hmm. like this thing only lasts like... Did they did they have a time limit on, like, are they saying the first people like back in January to get vaccinated, are now more likely to get COVID than, no I'm sorry, read read the headline one more time. Um, Moderna analysis: those vaccinated last year twice more likely to get COVID nineteen than those jabbed recently. Okay. So what what it's saying there is that people who got the vaccine in the beginning mm -hmm. are now noticing that they've, they're getting more people who got the vaccine when it first came out are now getting COVID-19. Right. That, that, now, that could be due to it wearing off. Um, but what, what I suspect is that it's faulty. It, it, because we didn't do the testing that it was that was supposed to be done, mm. it, it actually is faulty and it didn't work out. And and the question that we should ask about this is, if that one's faulty, what about this one? Right. What mm -hmm. about the one currently? What about the ones that they're giving out now? What yep. if the one? What about the ones that are coming up? Why why are we trusting all of this man-made science when we should really trust on on the on how God created us, because mm -hmm. yeah. God, it, it's it's not that God didn't think viruses wouldn't happen, right? He he created in us a system in which we can fight off viruses, and to not to mention more effectively than even this man-made uh, vaccine can. Yeah. So why, and, and we really should be asking this question more. How do we know these are going to be effective at all? And, mm. and we're, we're starting to see evidence of this. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. In some places in the country, um, 
80% of the people hospitalized are vaccinated. So it doesn't keep you from being hospitalized, which is what it was initially advertised to do. And it also doesn't stop you from spreading this thing. Your, your viral load is higher if you have the vaccine than if you don't. Um, you're more likely to spread COVID-19 if you've had the vaccine than if you don't have the vaccine. Um, and so the fact yeah. that all of these mandates are happening and, you know, people are being fired because they refuse to inject an experimental chemical into their bodies against their will is absurd. There is no yeah. reason for coworkers to get this thing because it doesn't do anything that it was advertised. People are more likely to spread it. There's no reason for them to get this. It's the stupidest yep. administrative decision ever made. And it's, it's not borderline tyranny. It is tyranny. So... Yes. That's what I think of when I hear articles like this. They're useless. They do nothing. And yet yep. we're still acting as if it's a life life or death decision to get this thing. Like, if you don't get it, you're going to kill people. They did this with masks, too. It was the same lie that they're pushing right now. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah. And, and not to mention that this is Moderna's analysis. This is their own company uh, showing this. Yeah. Even they can't this, lie this anymore. This isn't some... Yeah, this isn't some small news media talking about this and yep. showing other evidence, but this is the actual company itself who's yeah. giving out these vaccines that's saying this. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Joe? Well, I was just wondering, or what came into my mind when I heard the headline, is is this even a, a vaccine that is supposed to help against COVID-19? I mean, if you're now able to more, you're more apt to be getting the um, virus, what was this vaccine even for? And was it even gene therapy mm -hmm. that they're trying to say? Th right. Those are just questions. Yeah, and that's, and that's a little bit of the conspiracy theories that, that we have that we kind of didn't want to say for people thinking that we're too crazy. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's something we should – that we should consider, like, what is this actually for? If it's, we, we know that the left isn't dumb. Yep. Uh, some may think they're dumb, but they, they actually think a couple steps ahead. And that's why they've been able to take over our country as effectively as they are, have. Yeah. So, so we, we think about this, if this isn't working, if this isn't effective for COVID-19, what is it actually for? Yeah. Are they trying to protect against some other virus? COVID-19 was the test subject to see what they could create in a lab. Right. Are they creating something worse? Right, right. Or these kinds of mandates are distractions from the mm. real enemy, which is China. I mean, this is something yeah. that we, our own Congress, is still trying to decide, shoot, is this um, accidental like we've been saying the whole time? Or is this, was this on purpose? Was this literally bio-warfare? Um, that's a question mm. on, I, I mean, at the highest levels, that's a question that's being asked. And so you, you have to wonder, wow, are they really trying, are they maybe trying to distract people from the real enemy, China, and instead keep us focused on the uh, vaccine debate and the, the mass debate and all of this stuff so that we're not focused mm. on the real enemy? So it's, it's just interesting. Because... 
It doesn't work. None of these things that they've tried work. Except for what Sweden did, which is let people get out, let people develop herd immunity, stop putting face diapers on them because the face diaper doesn't help, um, and stop j- injecting them with garbage that does nothing. That's, yeah. I mean, it's, and so you, you have to wonder, wow, why are they really doing this? And I, I tend to think this is, it, the, the real reasons I think are going to come out shortly, and I don't think any of them are good. So we shall see. Thanks, hmm. Jake, for uh, for breaking that down and bringing up some some topics there, some very interesting topics. Yep. <laughs> All right, Joe. All right. Well, I have one news article. Well, kind of a more of a news report that was sent out this week, um, and that was about how Black Hills area is starting to or over the past summer has had a really big decrease in people working. They have been looking hard for people to come and help work at their own businesses. Um, there was a um, news article video that was shot or filmed just this past week saying how the employment rate is very low and a lot of people or a lot of businesses are having to raise their hiring rate and give incentives mm. just so that they can get people to work. There's wow. even there's even mm. businesses, restaurants, libraries, they have to close on the weekends due to the fact they don't have enough staff. Understaffed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. I, I it's just to me that I mean, that says it perfectly. Something that I've always said and believed strongly is we we don't know what exactly all of the wide-reaching effects of getting government money involved in a free market system will be. We don't know what all of these effects are going to be. And you don't find out for a little while, and then you realize, oh, shoot, ha <laughs> Look at that. Guess we shouldn't have gotten government money involved anyways. Huh. Weird. Um, it's almost like the government wasn't supposed to have that money in the first place to be able to stick their greasy fingers in the works of a perfectly working, perfectly fine system called the free market system. Huh. It's almost like government wasn't supposed to be able to do that in the first place. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny the way those things work out. Um, but uh, it's just like, Wow. Last year, I mean, I think we all know what, what this, why this is happening. Government basically paid people not to work, and they're still doing it. People are still, like, addicted to not working and addicted to government handouts, government money that shouldn't exist in the first place. And that's why we're in this, this scenario. Yeah. This but. is truly why you fi- should find a job that you love. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to go... Um, you don't want to go more than a, you know, two or three days without work. You you actually look forward to your job. That's the way it should be. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And some something I would like to say about this is how much we uh, take for granted the commandments mm. God gives us. Yes. And tells us, and how we don't think it would actually impact our lives. As much as it does. Yes. Uh, what what I'm talking about specifically here is 
God calls us to be fruitful and multiply. Hmm. And we haven't done that. Yeah. And the world talks about we must, we have to uh, trim the population down because <laughs> we're not going to have enough right. enough uh, resources. Yep. But yep. that argument denies the sovereignty of God. Yep. And that's not something we should think as Christians yes. or believe as Christians. God yes. calls us to be fruitful and multiply. And he even says in Matthew that we shouldn't worry about the the food for tomorrow. We shouldn't worry about mm, um, good point. Yeah. what we're going to have. Because yep. God does not God provide for the sparrow. Yep. And how much more does he care for us? Yes. So we we have to follow what he says yes uh, without questioning yep yep yeah very good points yeah only one other thing that came to my mind is when you were talking about we were told to be fruitful and multiply i don't know why but the tower of babel came into my mind and how hmm. they were trying to build up and not expand out yeah. I kind of feel like mm. our government is also trying to build oh, up yeah. in the yeah. technology. Part of 2030 is get everybody yep. onto one yep. plot of land and, mm. yep, same yeah. bunch everybody together. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We're not multiplying anymore. We need to be fruitful and multiply again. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks, Joe, for bringing that up. You're welcome. Um, all right. So I have two articles both uh, very different subjects. Well, not actually, they're not very different subjects, but um, they are, uh, I, you know what? They are related. I just now thought of that, but yes, they are related. <laughs> so in uh, interesting ways. Um, are, they, are they related like with a whole string and uh, chain of links uh, or are they very closely really. related? Sort of. It's like net two levels deep and there's connections. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah. It's not super hard to find the connection. My mind was just blanking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first one, the headline is Portland backs off boycott threat over Texas pro-life heartbeat law. Um, and a little background on that. The, uh, the article gives some background on, on what this boycott actually was, um, in case you forgot. Uh, and it says, in the first week of September, Mayor Ted Wheeler, Democrat, said the city council would vote on a proposal to ban the future procurement of goods and services from um, and city employee business travel to the state of Texas. Wheeler uh, characterized the proposed boycott as a statement of support for the right to abortion, right to abortion. Basically, like, really? You have a right to murder now? Since when is that a Hmm. thing? I thought it was right to life like we have a pursuit of happiness right we have a, a right to um, life liberty life. and exactly. the pursuit of happiness right yep right uh to abortion that would remain in effect until the state of texas withdraws its unconstitutional ban on abortion unconstitutional ban on murder yeah that's great um or until <laughs> it is overturned backed off in of that i'm sorry and they've backed off of that they did, yes. Um, by the time the Portland City Council voted on Wednesday, the proposal changed significantly. According to Oregon Public Broadcasting, which I guess is a local um, you know, broadcasting network or whatever, the city dropped the boycott on Tuesday 
Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Drop the boycott on business with Texas and a ban on employee travel to the state. City officials were reportedly unable to figure out how the boycott would work in practice. No dur. What are you going to do? Like <laughs> set people on the edges of the city and make sure, where are you going today, yeah. sir? You better not be going to Texas because we're not okay <laughs> with that, we decided. It's like, what What the heck? You want to decide for an entire city what, uh, you know, whether or not they're allowed to go to a state because you disagree with their political views. That is called tyranny, everybody. If you're wondering what it looks like, that's basically the yeah. definition right there. Um, instead, the city created a $200,000 fund for abortion care in Oregon, apparently to aid any Texas residents that travel for an abortion. If you're traveling out of the state of Texas to kill a baby, please stay out of the state of Texas. Please don't go back with your murderous hands. Stay out. $200,000 fund for murdering babies in oregon now yeah that's lovely brilliant um wheeler said while i still believe that our plan would have been an appropriate and strong course of action to take over the labor day weekend we heard from other service providers and groups who represent women's rights except for apparently the unborn women they disagreed with Mm. some elements said wheeler on wednesday as a white man, I recognize the importance of listening and being guided by those who do the work and live the work on the ground. It's a white man. So he's just virtue signaling, I guess, at this point is what this is. He's a virtue signaling baby murderer. Yeah, he sounds like a great guy. All right. What are your thoughts on this, everybody? Very I like it. Go ahead. I, I like that. Well, okay. What I like about this is that he backed off. Sadly, yeah. the reasoning that he backed yeah. off are a little bit skewed, yep. but at least he backed off. Um, yep. Yeah, I do. It's it's crazy, and but something something that I was thinking about when you were saying that people are going outside of the state of Texas to get abortions. Um, doesn't it doesn't that law apply to citizens not to just people who are currently in the state um as in citizens of texas right right so if they if they go outside of texas aren't they still a citizen and couldn't it technically still be applied Um, to them I don't think so. I think it's within the state okay. of Texas. I think there are guidelines that um, guide the medical practitioners in the state of Texas. And so okay. because of that, um, I don't think any, like, <laughs> I, I, I doubt, like, a doctor is going to say, oh, where are you from? Oh, you're from Texas. Interesting. What are the laws in Texas in regards to, you know, <laughs> I think it's more like, yeah, okay. well, what are the laws here in this state? You know, am I allowed to murder people or not? Sure. You know, so. Right. Yeah. Cause... But I'm talking more so about the lawsuit um, aspect because this law doesn't, doesn't right. ban basically abortion. Yeah. It just opens it up for lawsuits. And so if someone goes outside of Texas and someone tries to bring a lawsuit against them. Yeah. Could they, because I, that person is still a citizen of Texas? I lean towards no. Um, I think yeah. it's still within and, the confines of the state, unfortunately. 
and actually, I kind of wouldn't want that anyways. Oh, because being here in Pennsylvania, I wouldn't want them. If I went outside of the state of Pennsylvania, I wouldn't want them to apply other laws to me. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Even even going forward, if if Pennsylvania makes a law that I don't know goes crazy bonkers. And I go to a different state. I yeah. still have to follow Pennsylvania law. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I wouldn't that, want um, the mask mandate of King Wolf to somehow trickle down to uh, me here in South, South Dakota. Dakota. So yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Did you have something to add, Joe? I did, but I lost it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> if you think of it again, <laughs> I'll let um, you know if I remember. All right, next headline, Judicial Watch obtains FDA emails detailing purchases of aborted baby tissue for humanized mice research. And to make this a little more real, every single time it uses the Latin word baby, I'm just going to translate it into English um, because I think calling it something, calling it, you know, a Latin word somehow makes it easier to say than to use the English word, but I'm going to use the English word baby. Um, The conservative watchdog group Judicial Watch obtained 198 pages of records and communications from the federal government that details how the U.S. Food and Drug Administration procured human baby tissue from aborted babies for research with humanized mice. And I'm going to get into that weirdo humanized mice thing in a second. Um, the records were handed over after the group filed a Freedom of Information Act, so that's a FOIA request, lawsuit um, against the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services seeking communications and other related documents between advanced bioscience resources, and that's going to be ABS, moving, moving, or ABR, sorry, moving on, moving forward. Um, and Advanced Bioscience Resources is a provider of organs and other human baby tissue harvested from aborted babies and the FDA. Um, After successfully opposing the FDA's redaction of certain information from its records, a federal court ordered HHS to release additional information about its purchases of organs harvested from aborted uh, human babies, including line item prices or the price per organ the government paid to abr judicial watch said the court also found that there is a reason to question whether the whether the transactions violate federal law barring the sale of human baby organs which is cool that there's a law i suspect that was actually something from trump Oh, it is. And I'm going to read that in a second, actually. Um, Documents. Yeah, I was getting ahead of myself. I knew I read that. I'm like, oh, that's something I want to mention. But I do mention it. It's a little later on. Um, Yeah. Documents uh, previously uncovered in this lawsuit show that the federal government demanded the purchased uh, baby organs be fresh and never frozen. Like they're ordering something from Wendy's. This is despicable that our federal government is doing. The emails were sent, or was doing, thankfully. Well, I don't know if there's... I'm going to get to this in a second. The timeline on this is... Yeah, I'm going to get to this in a minute. (laughs) Um, The emails were sent between 2013 and 2018. Um, And 2018 was the year President Donald Trump, um, his administration canceled the FDA's contracts with ABR. Uh, The Trump administration in 2019 banned federal funding for research that used human baby tissue from aborted babies. 
So that's pretty dang cool. Um, for all the things you can say against Trump, I mean, it seems like every day now I just uncover a new piece of legislation that he put through that stops people from either aborting babies or selling aborted baby parts. It's it's amazing, really, what he did um, for the, the pro-life movement. So very, very encouraging to see. Um, but in April, the Biden administration reversed Trump's policy. So hmm. lovely. Yep. Yeah, let's sell baby parts from murdered babies. That's the yep. Biden's policy now. It's despicable. Yeah. Chopping up aborted human beings for their organs and tissue is a moral and legal outrage, Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton said. This issue should be front and center in any debate about America's barbaric abortion industry. Thoughts on that? It's crazy. Did you say something that they were doing the using the body parts for rats or mice? Yes. Um, and I did say I was going to get to that, but apparently I didn't include it in here. <laughs> I forgot to include that. But, yeah, it was some – what they were doing was they were taking human tissue and injecting it into mice to actually humanize the mice so that there the mice would have human DNA and then they would mm. actually do it before they grew – so, like – um, baby mice before like while they're in their mother's womb uh, before they were actually birthed um, <laughs> they were changed on a DNA level to produce somehow human organs something like that and so then they are used then for testing viruses and things like that to see how the human body would react um, without actually experimenting on humans are we trying that's, that's odd because because they're not doing that testing anyway, so why do they need this? <laughs> right. Very true, very, very true. If 2020 is any indication, they don't do testing anyway, yeah. so yeah. My, my, my next question is, is are, we, are they trying to make the human race evolve into mice now? <laughs> or change the mice into humans, yeah. yeah. Trying to yeah. actually create e evolution, though we know it will never work. <laughs> yeah. But we can then say, that it wasn't millions of years that turned <laughs> yeah. humans into mice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, random thought. Yes. But yeah, it's Go ahead, Jake. Something something I wanna say is how can Biden and uh and other people uh Nancy Pelosi. There we go. Mm. How can Biden and Nancy Pelosi ever claim to be Catholic? <laughs> How right. can they sleep at night? Yes. Yes. It is despicable. It is entirely despicable. Yep. Yep. They should all be in jail for murder because that's who they are. They are murderers. Um, all right. Any last thoughts before we move on? Nope. All right. Nada. Okie doke. All right. Well, Let's move into our next segment, which is literature of the week. And again, um, our literature this week, or I'm sorry, literature of the month. I really should just change this in here because it always says literature of the week and I always just repeat it that way. But you got to you got to switch them back because you're getting verse of the month and then uh, <laughs> literature of the week. <laughs> Did so, I really uh, say that? Yeah, just, That's yeah. funny. All right. I don't know if you said it this time, but you yeah. have said it before. Oh, I, I believe it. So. I believe it. 
Indeed. <laughs> um, so, Literature of the Month, <laughs> this uh, month is Finding a Job You Can Love by Ralph Madsen. And our chapters that we read this week were seven, nine, and we had ten on the list, but unfortunately, we didn't end up getting to ten. We were just discussing this, actually, um, today, and uh, it was like, so, uh, did, did you guys read chapter ten? No, I didn't. Did, did you guys read <laughs> chapter ten? No, no, me neither. Okay, cool. None of us read chapter ten. <laughs> but oh, well. we did um, spend a lot of time in some of the other chapters, so we'll be talking about those chapters, and then hopefully we can talk about chapter ten next week. All right, so uh, we have a few questions that we want to answer based on the text we read. And uh, first question is, what did you find most interesting about the chapters? And as per our usual schedule, Jake, you want to kick it off? (laughs) Sure. All right. So my answer to this is it's actually quite short uh, compared to any of my other other answers. But um, Ralph Madsen says, and this is very, very interesting to me and very cool that he said this, but... And very true, too, if you actually think about this, is mm. that if you are doing a job just to make money, that that is self-willed. Yes. That That's something yes. that's... Yep. A lot of people say that, well, you, you do, you're doing a job just, just to make money. But that's, that's self-willed. Now, then again, then again, there are claims that, well, you're doing that, you're getting that money to provide for a family. And to that, I would I would kind of agree. But yeah, it, I mean that it, also goes hand in hand with the um, the verse you mentioned before. God takes care of His people. Um, you know, mm-hmm. He provides mm-hmm. for the sparrow. Does He? When you are yeah. doing His will, He will provide for you. Now that yeah. doesn't mean that you can just completely blow it off and not think about that at all. But right, that shouldn't right. be your primary God, God doesn't call motivation. us to be unreasonable. Yeah. Right. 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 Because he does. I mean, he, he well, he uses ordinary means, right? Um, sure. And, sure. but if you are like America as a whole, on a whole, um, if you are not doing his will and that's not your prime motivation, your drive is not to do God's will and not doing everything as unto the Lord, then he's not going to take care of you uh, in the in the long term your motivation yeah. should be and i think this is you know what you were getting at should be to worship god praise him and glorify him through your work yeah cool was that it jake or yep that was cool. it like i said it was right. a lot shorter than any All other all right cool that I've thank given. you very much that's that's a really really crucial and important point to make awesome all yeah. right joe I wanted to step back into chapter six for a split moment due to hey, the fact me that too. <laughs> I, I, I read something and it caught my attention and I just couldn't let it down. Cool. Um, and as we all know that the chapter six was discovering your design and it was there was five different points in there. Yeah. Uh, but one of the points that stuck out to me was point number four, and that was um, c- certain circumstances was was in there. And the main thing was that was talking about in there was how you can find a job, um, how 
different circumstances can lead to what you want to do. Like, do you like to be involved in high stress? Are you good <laughs> at being a leader on the spot? Hmm. Um, the example that they gave the, in there was Gideon and how Gideon, uh, Gideon uh, the Lord told Gideon he's going to go and fight. Well, Gideon was like, okay, I got to go grab all this army and I need all this army. And God mm. kept saying, no, you need less. You need less. You're going to get through it with less. Mm. And that's how the book portrayed it. And I'm like, well, it's diff It's interesting how Gideon was one of the individuals that they mentioned because I thought of another um one where Daniel got thrown in the lion's den and then he became a leader. Hmm. After that, he got thrown in the lion's yeah. den. God took care of him all through the night and then he became the advisor. Right? Hmm. Did hmm. I get my Bible Very history cool. correct? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so Yeah, Joseph, I think, same same, same. scenario. Yeah, yeah. He, w he was sold by his brothers and then all of a sudden he became yeah. a leader of um, Egypt and yeah. help them from a famine. Yeah, yep, yep. There, there's many, many, many examples in the Bible of how a lot of people in the Bible have had wrongs or had problems, and then they become leaders or hmm. they could become great speakers. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's. That is very interesting that your circumstances can lead to finding a job you can love. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. I have to, one other person, and so I can go into the New Testament, Paul. Paul, for an example. Mm. He's a, another really good one. Yes. All the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Neat. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. Very cool. Very good perspective. Um, okay, so last week I mentioned that I really wanted to outline some of my key takeaways from chapter six, kind of like what I guess Joe is doing now, which is, <laughs> which is great. And uh, since many of the following chapters mentioned parts of chapter six, I figured it was worth going back a bit and mentioning some of my key takeaways from that chapter. Um, chapter six, I believe, sums up perfectly the discovering your God-given gifts part of our theme. Uh, Matson talks about the five key personality categories that he believes best allow people to find their God-given gifts, to discover those gifts. Uh, Matson's five personality areas are, one, central motivation. Uh, no, I'm sorry, central motivational thrust is the term he used. Um, and you can find more information about that on page 61. I'm going to list the page numbers for each of these. So I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to look these up. We're, we don't have time to get through everything that he talks about in these chapters um, in the show every week. So really, I, would, I can't recommend this enough. Um, get the book, Finding a Job You Can Love, and look up these chapters. Look up the pages. Look up the quotes. Um, do some more research on this and then send us stuff through our email. Um, that we didn't talk about and that you found interesting. We'd love to hear from you. So uh, page 61, he talks about the central motivational thrust. And he says, an examination of a person's enjoyable achievements will reveal a common thread for which the person always strives, tying together all the things he does well. For convenience, we identify this thread 
under the label central motivational thrust. So that is number one of his five key personality categories. Number two is certain motivated abilities. And you can find more information about that on page 62. They're basically one page per, um, per personality category. Um, Matson described the certain motivated abilities uh, category as uh, in this way. Through their achievements, individuals show their ways of getting things done. Examining any person's achievement experiences will yield five to eight abilities that recur frequently. Those abilities are the ones that a person is particularly motivated to use. That is, they are the abilities both that he is able to use and that he wants to use. Um, and those are the certain motivated abilities. So out of all five, I think um, personally, I, I really love reading about central motivational thrust and certain motive, motivated abilities. I'm figuring out, you know, what are my thrusts, motivational thrusts, and what are my motivated abilities? Because um, when you figure those two out, it plays such a huge role in the kinds of jobs you're going to look for. Um, the other three are very important in terms of, you know, what um, what place in the field do I want to be, right? So if I'm an archaeologist, um and I not great with people, not a huge, you know, people fan, and I don't work well in that situation or that um, circumstance, then maybe I'm looking for a different, uh, you know, way of working with archaeology. And, and, you know, number four, the certain circumstances that Joe talked about, that's going to fill you in, right? It's going to fill you in on that and help you understand, you know, better how God created you. Um, these two, one and two, central motivational thrust and certain motivated abilities are kind of on par with what you get from like a personality test. Although the way that Matson encourages us to figure out these two things are drastically different than a personality test. They're much more personal. And again, we don't have time, unfortunately, go, unfortunately to go through that whole process. So if you're curious about that process and you're looking for something that's way more accurate than a personality test, I would encourage you to look, um, you know, get this book and page 60, start on page 60 in chapter six and read to the end of chapter six. Um, and that's really where he talks about this a lot. Number three, category three, I, sorry, this is like, this is a big question, big answer, but I really wanted to cover all of this. I think it's vitally important. I wanted to get to this before we finish the book in a week or two. So <laughs> this is kind of the main part of the book, in my opinion. Um, number three is certain subject matter, and that's on page 63. And Matson said, people get satisfaction over and over again by dealing with their favorite subject matter. Examining achievement experiences will yield three to five subject matters that recur frequently. Those subjects reveal the content, the objects, the, the mechanisms with which that person is motivated to work. Uh, Matson used Exodus 34 verses 31 to 33 and also verse 35 to demonstrate this. And those verses are, he has filled him with divine spirit, making him skillful and ingenious, expert in every craft, craft and a master of design, whether in gold, silver, and copper, or cutting precious stones for setting, or carving wood. He has inspired workers and designers of every kind, engravers, seamsters, embroiderers in violet purple, um, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, and weavers, fully endowing them with skill to execute all kinds of work. So, Lots and lots of jobs. Um, everything that, you know, we've been gifted to do has come from God. And so Exodus um, 34 lays this out really well. 
Uh, okay, fourth, certain circumstances, and that's what Joe is talking about. And more information about that is on page 64. But Matson said people seek certain circumstances that they enjoy. If they cannot find them, frequently they will try to make them. Some people rise to full height when asked to help. Uh, some want crusades to join or a Goliath to face before they're motivated. Others need a group situation in which to work. So what circumstances are you most motivated to um, to work as unto the Lord? And that's probably the circumstance that he created you to work as unto him within. So it's good to figure that out. And lastly, the fifth one is a certain way of relating to and operating with others. And that's page 65. Matson said, in their achievements, people reveal a characteristic way of relating with others. Scripture abounds in references to specific roles we are to fulfill in relation to one another. Uh, Matson uses Romans 12, verses 6, 7, and 8 to demonstrate this. And uh, those verses are, the gifts we possess differ as accordingly. The gift of administration in administration. If you are a leader, exert yourself to lead. Matson then goes on to say, that instruction is as clear as possible. We are to take our roles in working with uh, working relations with others according to the gifts that God has given. It is a serious error to assume that just because we have demonstrated excellent performance in one role, we can therefore expect to produce excellence in any role. Um, and that was my answer to that question. Sorry, rather lengthy, but I didn't know how to pare that down. Chapter six is the largest chapter in the whole book. Um, mm. And that's because that's... I think one of the most practical chapters in the whole book because um, that's where he actually goes through the process of finding your God-given abilities. So you would say that would be the core chapter of the book? I would say probably um, taken out of context. It's not going to make a lot of sense. The rest of the book sets it up, answers questions, fills you in on everything else you need to know. But if you've been listening to the show and you have someone you know who's like struggling with what God has created them to do and what their God-given gifts are, um, that's a really good chapter to start going through, given the context, if you explain to them the context that we've been talking about in the last three weeks, and then you fill them in on that, and then you sit them down with chapter six, that's a good chapter. So, yeah. all right, next question. <laughs> what did you find most surprising? And this is something you hadn't considered this way before. Maybe you've heard it before, but Matson phrased it um, in, a, in a way that you were like, wow, I really didn't expect this. Um, this is really cool. I like the way he phrased it. And Jake, you want to go? All right. So I, I, I first want to say, like, before we started this recording, uh, Bruce was saying that his third, the answer to his third question, he has a lot to say. And compared to this, I'm I'm thinking, oh boy, what what is a lot like? <laughs> it's less. But, don't worry. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So my answer to this, and it's a kind of like, kind of a rambly answer, but uh, Ralph Matson starts chapter um, nine. Is it? Ralph Matson starts chapter nine, talking about how we are new creations through God. He shows us that when we come to Christ, there are things that change in our behavior. He then proceeded yes. to show us all the baggage one might have on their journey from unbeliever to believer. Hmm. So in answer to this question, something I've never thought of before is how much in our life 
we can make an idol. So this yes. is something that I already knew, but but really when you think about it and when someone else states out, hey, look at this, look at that, you really start to notice, wow, there are a lot of things that can really become an idol. And, yes, indeed. And even something like reading a book yes. can become a vice, and we must always strive to focus on God and that let, not let the pleasures God has given us become a vice. Nice. Very cool, Jake. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That's a really, really important take from that chapter. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Joe. One of the things that I was looking in the book, and it was in chapter 8, and I was reading God, what was it? Uh, the will. The will of God is we can't do anything against God's will. I mean, if you think about it, the trees, um, the flowers and everything, they all worship God and it's all praising God. And that's kind of um, what is God's will. It, it's God's created, created us, created pictures, or created beauty for to fulfill God's will. And I mean, Jesus, I mean, man sinned and Jesus died on the cross. It was God's will for us to be saved. Um, I don't know why the picture of a thumbprint came in my mind when I was reading it, hmm. but everybody has a different thumbprint. If you try and look at your thumbprint and compare it to another person, it's completely different. They're they're very, very different, and it's like um, something that was mentioned in, in our Sunday school today was God has control over the very minor, minor details, hmm. and it, it got me thinking about God's will and God's how God had created everything. One of the... Um, one of the two verses that I had... Uh, in here or that I wanted to mention that is in the book that um, is stated in chapter 8 is from Jeremiah's, Jeremiah 17.10 and that goes the, I the Lord search the mind and try the heart to give to each man according to his ways according to the fruits of his doing and then the second one was uh, from Luke 523 which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say rise and walk and the the rise and walk part is when if i'm not mistaken lazarus was dead and he had been dead for three days mm -hmm. and then jesus comes and says rise and walk and this is when the pharisees were was if i'm not mistaken is when they were coming and um, trying to ask him a bunch of questions, trying to trip him up. And those were just a couple of things that stood out in my mind. Nice. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Very cool. Um, all right. My answer to this uh, question, too, what did you find most surprising? Something you hadn't considered that way before. Um, one of the most important things for Christians to remember is that we are all given tasks and the gifts to accomplish those tasks um, in our day-to-day -day life. So um, these tasks, however small, 
were given to us by God. Uh, God cares deeply about how we accomplish our everyday tasks and wants us to do them all to his glory. We've discussed this in previous episodes, but I really, really like the way that uh, Ralph Madsen stated it in chapter 9. This is page 109 uh, when he said, Perhaps you work at one tiny specialty in one large function of a huge organization. If you are well-placed where you are, there is a way to perform that job that is worthy of praise, and your functioning that way is important to you and to God. Do you think God does not care about a clean base hit, sparkling water, light but clinging spaghetti sauce, efficient combustion engineering, loving discipline, or uh, stimulating lectures on economics? None of it is remotely possible without him. Do you think the one who has embraced agony for you is unconcerned about the sloppy, undisciplined way you might be proceeding with the ten talents he gave you to invest? Matson's point mm. is that if you're working in the position that God has created you to work in, the details of your job matter. They should be taken very seriously because God is the one who created that position and gave it to you to glorify himself through your work. All right. So, question three. See, that wasn't that bad. Oh, it was question three that I had a little bit of a longer answer to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, question three, what part of the reading do you think most applies to the theme of the month? And Jake, go for it. All right. So, this is definitely going to be a quick one, much like the answer to question one. But it's it's something that I want to make a quick, short, giving you this so you can really have time to think about this and meditate on this. But um, I wanted to share... This verse that Ralph Madsen shows, and and this clearly states the claim Ralph Madsen is trying to make. Hmm. Nice. And um, so the translation is N-E-B, at least okay. that's what it says in the Ralph Madsen book. Yep. But I will also give the ESV, nice. and actually I will give the ESV first. Because okay. I do believe the NEB gives a little bit more um, translation into what it actually means. But uh, the verse is 1 Corinthians 7.17. And it is, But as God has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, let so let him walk. And so I ordain in all the churches. And then the NEB is, uh, he must order his life according to the gift the Lord has granted him. So, a little bit different in translation, mm, yeah. but um, you can sort of see the correlation and where it matches up. But that um, we have to do what uh, God has given us. Yes. Like, he has given us these gifts. Why, why would we not use them? Yes. Nice. Great. Thank you, Jake. Sweet. Short and sweet to the point. (laughs) Nice. All right. Uh, Joe? Piggybacking along what Jacob was saying, it it was really good. But I think another important aspect is knowing God's will for all of us because obviously we have 
been given a bunch of these different gifts, a bunch of different talents that do need to be used. I mean, if you aren't using them, what are you here for? Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. And All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's just like, yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of goes back to the, the analogy that I was giving last year that, um, or not analogy, what's it called? Parable. The, the parables hmm. that, uh, the parable that I, I made mention of, the, five, the ten talents, the five talents, and the one talent. The one talent just buried his talents. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Is there any importance of that one talent? Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. So question again is what part of the reading do you think most applies to the theme of the month? And my answer is two things struck me, uh, from our reading that I thought connected to our theme quite well. Um, first Matson talked about why, um, talked about the why and the motivation behind using our God given gifts. Um, and secondly, Matson went into a little more detail in regards to us actually discovering our God-given gifts. To my first point, Matson started chapter 7 by talking about the purpose of our God-given gifts and how we should be striving to use them in our everyday life. On page 86, Matson said, Because of our fallen natures, we think about our patterns in isolation and live in a world that is unable to perceive and obey the overall design God intended for humanity as a whole, we act as if our purposes were to fulfill ourselves. And I think this is kind of what Jake was talking about as well. Um, they're not for us to fulfill ourselves, right? When in reality, we are to fulfill God's grand overall design. <clears throat> God's intention produces the harmonious effect of having each individual fulfilled while fulfilling others. Therefore, regardless of the temporary joy of applause or financial return, an isolated exercise of your motivated abilities, where you decide everything, is dangerous. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Where you're, uh, An exercise of your motivated abilities where you decide everything um, is dangerous. It's a small duplicate version of Lucifer's deciding that his understanding was better than God's. Moving to my second point, Matson continued in chapter 7 to expound on the central motivational thrusts he mentioned in chapter 6. He talked about how certain people are motivated to act certain ways at certain times and what some of the pros and cons of each motivational uh, thrust are. For example, he talked about motivations like master perfect. So th these are his terms that he used, and you can see this more in chapter six and chapter seven where he expounds on these. Uh, but some of his motivations that he mentioned were um, master perfect, which means you want to master everything. You're a perfectionist. Um, meet needs, fully uh, fulfill expectations, um, make the team grade, and various others all have their ups and downs and should all be examined based on scripture, but it's important to understand what your perspective is and what your unique motivations are. Once you've figured these things out, you can begin to realize where parts of your personality might not align correctly with scripture. Then you can pray and begin to work on them. Um, so that's 
kind of giving some more background to the the practicality of chapter six. Like, why would I go through the process outlined in chapter six? This is why, because you, you need to know what your motivations are. What are your, um, you know, certain motivated abilities? What are, what's your central motivational thrust? What are, what are these things um, that you have? And once you figure out what your unique motivations and abilities are, then you can take them and actually start to use them. Um, but you have to discover them first. So that ties in, I think, to our theme fairly well. Anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up today? Nope. nope. All right. Well, I guess that is it. Thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. We really, really, really appreciate it. Um, don't forget, you can go to our website, which is trdshow.net, to see a list of links to all of the platforms we are on. Um, also, we'd really, really appreciate it if you could share this show with your friends. Uh, we are trying to boost our audience and, and get the word out about the show and share it with more people. So if each of you could share it with two of your friends... Or even one. <laughs> but two would be awesome. Uh, we could double the size of, of our audience, which would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, I suppose that would triple it, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would, but... Double or triple the size of our audience would be great. It would be an excellent start to um, increasing the size of this. And um, that would be greatly appreciated. So thank you if you have done that. Um, we very much appreciate that. You can email the show at trdshow at protonmail.com. Again, that's trdshow at protonmail.com. And you can send questions. You can send information. Um, we are very much looking forward to hearing from our audience and hearing what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Uh, we are in the early, this was episode nine, I believe. So we're in the early stages of this show. So we are um, very much open to suggestions and looking forward to hearing from our audience what you um, all liked most or didn't quite like about our show. Um, yeah, that is, that is everything. Thank you all so much for watching or listening. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do unto the Lord.